Welcome everybody to GRE Bytes. I'm Davis, an educator with over 10 years of experience. And I'm Orion, the founder of Stellar GRE. We're here to bring you your weekly bite-sized episode on GRE prep and grad school admissions. For more information, check us out at StellarGRE.com. Okay, so we've cycled, we've circled around uh, a specific topic I want to get into today on the past couple episodes, which is vocab. So a couple episodes ago, we were talking about uh, specific strategies for the vocab test. Uh, that means the vocab questions on the verbal section of the test. And then uh, we talked about how vocab can be um, a, a serious consideration when, when organizing the time that you're going to dedicate to preparation for the GRE. So let's hone in on this specific topic a little more um, because it's one of the bottlenecks you've expressed mm -hmm. uh, for both um, your ability to perform well on the verbal section, but also a bottleneck on um, how much time you need to to, you have to cast a wider net with the verbal section in order to see improvements. It's not as, as you mentioned, granular. So what is the, the, the best way to study vocab in an effective way for the GRE test? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, that's a good summary as well. The vocab really does exert a ceiling effect on students' overall verbal score, and it's really the most onerous and time-consuming process of GRE prep, all things being equal. There are tens of thousands of words you can potentially be tested on. There is no master vocab list. So how, which means that you can't cram. You can't cram thousands of words okay. the week before the test. That's impossible. Um, and it's also difficult because uh, if you space it out uh, and reinforce your learning, we're really talking about studying thousands of words, usually over months, in order to consolidate those mm -hmm. gains. Into lasting memory. Yeah. So it's a lot of time, and it's really, really, really boring. It's really boring <laughs> to learn new vocabulary. Is it rote memorization? I mean, I know, for example, I have kids in uh, elementary school, and when uh, there's this whole thing about if you can read, you know, the kids who read 20 minutes a day every day, by the time they go into middle school or whatever, they've got like... 20,000 plus vocab words, whereas the kids who only read five minutes a day end up with only like six, 7,000 vocab words. So is it, what, how do you consolidate this? Is it just rote memorizations of flashcards or is it better in context reading? What's well, you, you kind of made two points there, so let me address yeah, yeah, which I'm one in turn. It. So uh, absolutely, the, the stat you shared about the kids and their vocabulary acquisition, yeah, the best way to prepare your vocabulary for the GRE is to be well-read. Great. You, you know, it's like, if you are a wide reader, if you read often, you will have passively acquired a significantly larger vocabulary base than somebody who doesn't read as extensively or as often. So the best way to prepare for the GRE is just to love reading and to have spent a lifetime reading. So there's that. But, but of we've course, got three months until the uh, test, yes. so how do we... But that, your point is well taken. So the best way to acquire vocabulary is just to read much and read often. Um, so how do you actually go about acquiring vocabulary? Well, most people do it poorly. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, they, and I'll explain why that is. If you, if you go on Amazon and you look at um, GRE vocab resources, it's usually decks of flashcards. You can download free to low cost GRE vocab apps on your phone. Mm -hmm. they're, they're virtual flashcards. Mm -hmm. And in almost all cases, the way that students approach vocabulary acquisition is here is a word on one side of a card and here is the dictionary definition on the other side. Mm -hmm. And this is not a great way of learning vocabulary for the GRE. And there are two very 
kind of obvious reasons why this is the case. One is that you will never be asked to define a word on the GRE. Why spend all of that time and energy learning definitions when that's not actually what you're going to be tested on? The GRE does not tested on context. Or, or, or mm, wow, what are you being tested on? That's a, that's a tricky question. Um, you're being tested on logical relationships between a few different words. So you have to like deeply parse the sentence grammatically. And you're being tested on whether words kind of mean the same thing or kind of don't mean the same thing. You can't ignore the definitions entirely. That's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that it's wasted time and effort to memorize the actual literal dictionary definition of words. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because it's not, the question on the jury is like, will never be what does obstreperous mean? It will never be that. So that's why I was driving into context a little more. So is a better way, a better strategy to learn the vocab word rather than just here's the word, flip it over, here's the definition, put it in context of a sentence that's that's used correctly. You can, you can do that. I think that the best way to learn a word forever is to create a mnemonic. And mnemonics are sticky. They, they stick in your memory to the extent that they are unusual, vivid, and connect either the, the look of the word or the sound of the word to the meaning. Okay. So like, for example, I just used the word obstreperous, which mm -hmm. is one of those words that I just had a lot of trouble memorizing back in the day. Mm -hmm. And so I came up with this image of this really annoying, aggressive man, just like yelling until he became so hoarse, like with strep throat, like mm -hmm. he couldn't speak anymore because he was just so angry and rageful. Uh -huh. And so I've connected the sound of the word obstreperous, strep, with this image of this red-faced man losing his voice with the definition of obstreperous, which is sort of loud and angry. Okay? There I'm never going to forget that word until the day I die. But that's an energy-intensive thing, because I had to come up with this this image that links the sound of the word with a definition, and that mm -hmm. takes time, too. Mm -hmm. So. Um, you can do that, but that's time intensive. You probably, students, only have to do that with words that, for whatever reason, you struggle to remember. Mm -hmm. That's why I did it for obstreperous and not for voluptuous. I, I'm never going to forget what voluptuous <laughs> means. A little character insight there. There you go. So the other reason why it's not a good idea to learn the, vocab, um, the dictionary definitions is that it's just so time and energy intensive. Um, Dry and easy to forget also. It's extremely easy to forget, yeah. yeah. So um, you're not being tested on the GRE on the actual, being able to recall the actual dictionary definitions of words, and it slows you down and it drains your energy. So those are the two kind of obvious reasons why learning the dictionary definition of words doesn't, is not in your best interests. So what should you do instead? Well, like we said in a previous episode, um, sentence equivalence questions are really about kind of sorting for synonym pairs, mm -hmm. and that's also an elimination strategy for the text completion. We, kind of, we just kind of need to know what these words generally mean and that these words kind of go together and that these words kind of don't go together. When it comes to GRE vocab, you want to prioritize quantity over quality. It's better to learn a, a whole bunch of words kind of than to learn a smaller subset of words exactly. Right. So the way that I've developed for approaching vocab acquisition in Stellar is using something called semantic clusters. So rather than learn the very specific nuanced dictionary definitions of a bunch of words, I've grouped a bunch of GRE level words under a very simple heading, 
like a common definition. Do they all exactly mean the same thing? No, there are nuances and distinctions between the words, but they like generally fall under that category. Mm -hmm. Like for example, I have a category for talks too much. And under that category is loquacious, garrulous, prolix, logoraic, verbose. Mm -hmm. Are there nuanced definitions between those words? Yeah. Do you need to know them? No. No. They all mean you can't shut up. You talk too much. Yeah. And so if you, if you can just put on one side of a card, talks too much, and you can put on the other side these five or six GRE level words, mm -hmm. that's going to improve your, your vocab acquisition significantly. It's going to make it more efficient. You're mm -hmm. going to learn five words or six words where you would have just learned one before. Mm -hmm. And you learn the words at a lower resolution, which is actually um, more beneficial for you in terms of prep. And finally, it... It helps you study words more in the context of what you actually have to do in the GRE, which is to recognize that certain words are synonym pairs, basically. Well, that's what I was going to point out, is that this particular strategy is it's, it's goal-oriented. You're looking at the types of questions that the GRE uh, poses to the test taker, and then you've already developed a strategy. We've already gone over it in previous episodes about how to... Uh, uh, filter through the answer choices based on synonyms, based on um, uh, pairs of synonyms, and then you're you're then creating or 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 elaborating on the way to study for words based on those end goals in mind. Yeah. Um, and as far as I know, different. Stellar is the only GRE prep program that utilizes the semantic cluster approach. So where can people find uh, your your version of flashcards? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, right now, you can go to StellarGRE.com. I'm working on an app right now uh, that should be released through, you know, like on your phone, yeah. but it's not ready yet. So you're, uh, you're, you're kind oh, of hinting at something that's in the works, and I hope to get out soon. But everyone's going to have to exercise patience for a little bit longer. All right. Well, patience is a good thing. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll be back next week. For another episode, as always, if you'd have something you'd like to discuss or have us discuss on a future episode, please reach out to stellargeary at gmail.com. And of course, for everything grad school prep and consulting, please visit stellargeary.com. Thank you.